0: Hi, Marcus Pierce here, Exceptional Life Blueprint Live, my signature two-day transformational event is coming to Melbourne for the very first time and you are invited. Join myself and a tribe of like-minded souls at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on June 3 and 4. You will transform every area of your life from mediocre to magnificent and create a blueprint for your life purpose and career, your health, wealth, relationships, spirit and more. Early Bird 2-for-1 tickets are on sale now at melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. That's melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch.
1: The Wellness Streaming
0: wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the incredible co founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys. He is the father of romance. He's Dr. <laughs> Damien. Stop. I was wondering what oh, you're you going to do. Oh, mate, I can't wait for this episode. Say. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> All I know is that you are going to talk to us, me and our listeners, about some incredible shifts you've been having. And I have was no it an idea. Insight?
1: To... Was it insight? Was it insight? Yeah, this was an insight. I was walking through, so let me just paint the picture. Yeah. You know, everyone if, if knows that I went to France on holidays.
0: France or France?
1: France. I went to France. France. I went did you I see
0: France. any plants, or did you see any plants over there? Plants
1: and only ate tomatoes. Did you I mean dance, tea. or did you dance over there? I danced like I was in Adelaide. <laughs> <with Brett>. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to France, and um, when in between going to coming from Paris and going down to the south of France, we were, Jackson and I jumped on a train and we went into Geneva to visit. A friend in Geneva' Geneve. Geneve, and then we went from uh, Geneve. We went from there to a little town called Montreux, which is just past a town called Vive and it's um, Montreux is renowned for these beautiful flower beds and flower gardens, and uh, Vive is renowned for where Nestle started and and so you've got this kind of space, this area it's like Geneva and uh anyway this day was beautiful it was uh the the sun was shining the sky was blue there was amazing snow capped mountains in the in on the other side of the of of the lake which was france so we look at the french alps there and behind us as we look at the lake uh was the swiss alps and they were beautifully coated with snow as well and but the grass where we were standing was perfectly green and there's flowers everywhere it was just a stunning day and I looked around and I was reflecting and you know when you're in a reflective mode you kind of you, you soak up a lot you look at a lot of stuff and Jackson and I had left Amber in Paris she'd gone to Copenhagen to work and Jackson and I were there on holidays and we were just walking around so people were thinking oh where are you going with this day because you've painted a beautiful picture and 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 I know I've painted a stunning picture beautiful sky green skills no cows. I didn't say that. But that's why I was I'm glad you thought of that, because that's the idea. When you paint pictures, yeah. people's imaginations go. And uh, and so, I looked around and I saw women everywhere with their children, and they were laughing and playing and rolling around. And you're not rough and tumble like you know some kids would. It was just a beautiful time. They were sitting in gardens on on. You know like a, a ground sheet or a blanket and they were having food and sharing time as like mother's groups and I didn't see many men I did I would see some men and they'd be sweeping the path or cutting the gardens or mowing the lawns or tending to whatever else they were working and the women were there with their children and having a lot of time and a lot of fun and engaging and being part of that particular um, part of the the, the the child's life that part of the generation and I thought, gee, that's great. That's that's what a wonderful thing to have. And I reflected and I thought, what, what what's going on at the moment in the world uh, in terms of aging? What's actually happening in terms of longevity? What's happening with the stats? And so we're aware uh, that men are now catching up to women in terms of longevity. We're we're starting to li- not living as long as women, but we're we're starting to shift the tide. We're starting to move closer towards. Um, women's longevity. Um, not necessarily that women are actually shrinking; they may be, um, but we're expanding. <laughs> we're getting expanding. smaller
0: and we're getting wider.
1: In terms of the longevity, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was thinking about it. I thought I want what these women have got in terms of the relationship and the time that they're spending, and you know, with you know their friends and eating. Cakes and whatever it is that they were doing, it just looked like a lot of fun. And obviously, that's the stress-free environment of when you're raising a child. There's obviously a lot of stresses and there's a lot of work that goes into raising a child. Um, but then I thought, well, a lot of the husbands would be out working. They've been kicked out to go and work. Off you go. We've got to earn some money. Go earn some money. Uh, come home when you've earned enough and then we'll have some dinner together. I'm being facetious, right? But that's kind of that's kind of a gender-specific stereotypical role.
0: stereotypical role, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, right, and so men have gone to work, they left the house at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, they come home at 6, 6.30 in the afternoon, evening. Um, they often miss a lot of time with the children in the early part of the day, and miss a lot of time with children in the evening part of the day. Uh, come home, might be tired, maybe a little bit grumpy, disengaged. The, the mum wants to talk and have a human conversation with adults, and, um, and, and everyone's fatigued, and so there's a disconnect. So men have this stress, and women have this disgruntlement, and the... That's happening. So so much so that women wanted to um, move into the workforce. And I don't begrudge that. I don't see that as being a problem. But now we've got nannies and daycare centres and um, we don't necessarily have families looking after the children. We've got all of these extra services that we can go to work to earn the money for so that we can afford to send our kids to daycare.
0: I love where this is going. You've got me. You have got me. All
1: right. So I was reflecting and I was thinking, why do women... Want to have what we had, and do men want what women have? And so I was just thinking about it. Now I'm not, I don't want to be contentious here. It's just, it really got my thought process going. Why? And and I, and I firmly, wholeheartedly believe that there should be no gender bias when it comes to employment. There shouldn't be that men get paid more than women. That's not the case. If you do the same job, you get paid the same money. Got the same qualification, get paid the same money. That should always be the case. There should be equal opportunity across the board. If women want to go to work, um, great. If men want to go to work, then great. But I also think that there's an element of family that we're starting to move away from, or we have been moving away from for quite some time, that could in fact be affecting our longevity. The ability to reduce stress and to live a long time appears to be in the degree of engagement, the amount of purpose, and the amount of movement that we have. Now, if you go to work and you're working in an office, your purpose becomes your work, your engagement becomes your colleagues, and your movement becomes relatively redundant. Um, and so you, you, you're forsaking, for the sake of getting more money, you're forsaking those things that would encourage us to live a long time. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying?
0: Mate, I'm I'm just ready. This is incredible. This is
1: fabulous. Yeah, so I want to hear, your, I want to hear what you're well, after I've had that little conversation. Okay,
0: so I want to pick up from where you go here because, I, as you know, I've been traveling around Australia talking to real estate investors about it's great to have a, a property portfolio, but if your life portfolio sucks, you're not going to enjoy the legacy just like Kerry Packard didn't enjoy the legacy and Steve Jobs didn't enjoy the legacy. And if you look at both of their lives, Jobs gone at 56, Kerry Packard gone at 68. What were they missing in their life? Most people go health. But the other big one was their family relationships. And really, totally. if we're brutally honest, they paid a massive price by putting too many eggs in their work basket and not enough eggs in their family basket. And if we further this by then looking at the research, which suggests that if you have a strained and tolerant uh, a strained and cold relationship, or a tolerant relationship with your mum and or your dad, you have a ninety one percent chance of developing a medical crisis in your mid life. Whether that's really yep, whether that's heart disease, whether it's heart disease, whether that's um, uh, alcoholism, whether that's uh, uh, cancer, whatever you want to call it. You look at the people, and this is the, it's the, the the reason why I say this, and it follows on so poignantly from what you just said, is that most people would never ever look at the their relationships in their family and make that proportionate to the quality of their health. You can't stick a needle in someone's arm and say, yep, we know you've got a great relationship with your mum and your dad. But when we look at what's happening to people that don't have great relationships with their parents, they are suffering from very poor health in their midlife. And most people look at me and go, nod, and they nod and they go, oh my gosh, you see it with so many people. If you look at their health and you're asking about their relationships with their parents, uh, it's disastrous. How much of a correlation there is. But that's exactly where it seems like uh, you're going with this is that if we are bringing our tired, grumpy, worst self home, and there's nothing wrong with coming home tired and grumpy, but it doesn't do much for the quality of the relationship with our children if they get half an hour of us per day and the last thing we really feel like doing is engaging because we're dog tired, we're mentally fatigued and um, and the rest, it's really hard to have quality time and cultivate really strong relationships when we're not there to do it.
1: Well, that is a really great point. And then the other thing is that I think that as you progress through your life and you get through years and you give so much service to the organization or the company, and then you get to your retirement phase, whether it be 60, 65, or 55, 60, 65, or 70, at that point, if you've been disengaged from your family if you've been disengaged from your community but you've been only engaged in your workplace and then all of a sudden that disappears many people would lose their purpose and we see that many people die very quickly after they've retired um and i wonder i'm just wondering because i don't know if there's any research into this i wonder whether or not that's what we could be promoting with women moving into the workforce with children in such you know massive droves and and and, I, and and I don't. I, I definitely. I, I please. If there's anyone out there taking offence to this, this is just a conversation. I'm not being sexist. I'm I'm a champion of change. I I love it when women are in the workforce, um, and they should be. I just want to ask the question: Are we affecting our longevity? Are we affecting our purpose, our engagement? And is that? you know, um, long-term effect actually affecting the health of our population and the health of our community.
0: Well, I don't think you have to apologize for raising it. This is the thing. This is one of those hard, deep and meaningful conversations which a lot of people um, feel uncomfortable talking about. But you talk to enough women and they will t- tell you, particularly working mums, they will tell you about the juggling of guilt that they feel between working and parenting. It's, and it goes, and it goes both ways. They feel guilty if they're not working, but then they feel guilty when they are working for not being with their children. So, yeah this I mean, is a that's major the counter, right? that's the major challenge and like you say it's not right or wrong we're not having a go at anyone not in, no one person we're just talking about a challenge that our society in 2017 is facing and that is how do we kind of have our cake and eat it too how do we get to work but also create wonderful family relationships and that's I think the biggest challenge because like you said at the beginning you know people might be going to work to earn 200 bucks a day and 150 of that is going to daycare yeah,
1: you know, right? You know, yeah, and that's yeah. the hard, or to come home and be tired and then still have to try and run a house. Yeah, and, and um, then net we'll gain was fifty
0: dollars, yes. some adult time, um, yeah. and you know, and not much more.
1: Um, so maybe if it's a couple of days a week, as opposed to going there full time, maybe it's that because I think that engagement is really important with the outside world without losing sense of self and, um, and sense of purpose. Also, all of the skills that the uh, person has developed over. Uh, the, the the period of their you know working career to throw all that up into the air and walk away from it as soon as children come onto the scene I get all I get all of that argument so maybe some degree of continued engagement is important but I'll go back to what we saw in Switzerland and it was a very stereotypical gender-based um, environment where the mum was looking after the children with a play group where they were having lots of laughs and lots of fun and it was a it was a beautiful thing to see. Now I didn't see dads having playgroups. I didn't see that, like, and maybe that's happening. I haven't seen it yet, and look, I, I'm not I'm not going to have a playgroup anytime soon because Jackson's nearly seventeen. <laughs> um, that'd, be, that'd be strange.
0: But can you come up to our house and look after the kids for a weekend? <laughs> and Have a playgroup. That that. Now we're talking. Yeah, sorry, look, I'm see, digressing. I just
1: I just reckon there's a shift, You know, there's a shift that maybe we're allowing to happen. But maybe it doesn't need to happen or maybe in order for it to happen, there's got to be some other changes. So if women go to work, it should be fine for men to take a day off or two days off from their office employment and stay home with the children. So the children have their parents raising them. I just think that's a really good thing.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It it would be ideal. I think that's the challenge that every family has. Is you know, if they want to buy that home for that much money, or they want to go on these holidays, or like again, there is. These are all very twenty seventeen challenges, aren't they? Like I constantly tell my mum and dad, that, you know, the living, the 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 choice that we have in living today, if we want to have mobile phones and um, 24-hour internet with unlimited downloads and we want to go on regular holidays and all of these other things a lot of things didn't exist you know one or two generations ago um, so the life that we live today is just so incredibly different and the, and the choices that we have and the choices that we make means that a lot of a lot of people want want two people working because of those lifestyle factors but you're right. Damo, the wisdom uh, is just seeping through you in that it? it comes down to a personal lifestyle design choice, which um, a lot of people probably in my mind, in my experience as well, don't seem to um, take the time to, to truly have the conversations about. Those conversations are often about work and money rather than what do we really want and why do we really want it. Most of the conversation is, well, what do we have to do to earn X amount you know, per week?
1: Yeah, very much, very much so the case. Um, it's interesting just looking at the property prices, you know, here in Melbourne, how much they've gone up, and how affordable it is for people to actually buy into the property market. And it's now unaffordable. Thirty years ago, we used to think that it was unaffordable to get into the property market. Um, in Thirty
0: years time, everyone will be saying it's unaffordable. Yeah, that's right. But the <laughs> has shift it ever is been different. affordable? I don't know, what but 30, society tells us. Well,
1: thirty years ago, thirty years ago, um, you know. You, you used to say that the people, the rich people were the dinks. They were the dual income, no kids. And, uh, and and you'd look at people who had two incomes and no children. There was, you know, living expenses were very, very different. They were the ones that were able to go and purchase properties or, you know, buy houses in nice suburbs. And, uh, and and that was kind of it. But these days, there, there appears to be a need, a requirement um, for both uh, people to be working in the family, both adults who are working in the family and it's a shame i suppose on in culture in our culture that that's what's actually happened um, and my reflection was that um, whilst there's very much there's areas that uh, property is affordable and 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 I also saw that over in Europe there's areas that were very, very affordable. it still seems to be that it's it's accepted that there'd be one income in the household over in Europe. I think you hit
0: the nail on the head. I just had a light bulb moment with you.
1: Okay, what is it?
0: Well, when when both parents are working, it's very difficult to create your own family culture when... Both parents are working. There's no, there's no, there's far less family time spent. Like, if you think of, I'm just thinking of our time in Ikaria, you'd have, if you've got one person at home kind of driving the family culture, whether it's preparing food or the way they prepare a house or the way they uh, catch up with friends or the way they, you know, kind of like have the picnics that you were talking about and the rest of it, uh, that happens, you know, Monday to Sunday almost. It's very difficult to create culture when everyone's working. You have a working culture. But outside of that, I mean, weekend culture is, is only a part is only a, a part of a culture. Um, so it's really difficult to create a culture when when both people are working.
1: Very true. Very true. Uh, maybe maybe the culture that's created is one of busyness, and, uh, and and so there is a culture that is created, but maybe it becomes a bit of a, a run of the mill, a bit of a routine. Um, it's less fluid. Um, that has less flexibility. Um, I'm just wondering. You know, I'm just throwing these sorts of things out there because it's a good thing for us all to ponder. Where are we heading with our with our health, with our well being, with our life, et cetera, et cetera? And um, and and this, you know, has the potential to raise lots of questions and just have people thinking.
0: Or oh, well, whilst you were walking around Chateau Chillon in Switzerland, <laughs> Switzerland. contemplating the world, it's. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful can of worms I think that, mu- that must be opened and and like you've said and, and we do want to reiterate we're not having a go at any one gender for creating any of these challenges I think we all have to acknowledge that every every generation has its own challenges there's no doubt that in you know at the time of recording this you know work-life balance for one of a better term and its uh, impact on culture. Um, is prevalent, you know, and and as a and as a society, we are still working out how to tip the balance um, so that we feel like we've got personal fulfillment and professional fulfillment. Because I think you you were bang on earlier when you said there's nothing wrong with wanting to work. You know, I think that's why there's so much um, home-based business these days. I mean, network marketing is bigger than it's ever been um, yeah. because there's a lot of people. You know, let's. If there's a lot of, say, stay-at-home mums that are feeling an urge to want to work, but they don't necessarily want to do it in the, you know, bricks and mortar or corporate space, um, then they'll go to network marketing um, so that they can maintain some level of, you know, home life, so to speak. But there's no doubt that it's a major challenge, and I think the only way we can work through it is to make very conscious life design choices, you know, family by family and, and relationship by relationship, and really self by self. Cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
1: Hey, um. Nice and reflective.
0: Absolutely. In the next, Mm. uh, in the next, what are we in? Uh, in the next two months, we're going to announce, um, the 100 Knot Out Longevity Retreat for 2018. Yeah. So all we want to tell people is make sure you have parts of June and parts of July in your calendar if you know you're interested, uh, to come with us over to Europe in 2018. Um, And the other big thing, um, which has been mentioned in parts, but not, um, not uh, I don't think 100%, is that we are having a rest stop on the Wellness Summit in 2017. People are going to miss us in 2017. They're not going to see happening. a no. big Wellness no. Summit. And they're going to go, mm. oh, I'm going to come to the Summit this year. We're going to go, you know what? You're going to miss us. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> just wait for 2018 and beyond. because. Yeah. Um, i tell you what, I think it's, I think it's important. Uh, we had a lot of people last year and the year before and probably even the year before that go, oh, I can't come this year, I'll come next year. Mm. Uh, but you know what? As we decided as a team, it's very, very important that uh, as much as we'll miss seeing all of our fellow podcasters and our loyal listeners um, at the summit, it's really important that um, we allow everyone to have a little breather to truly know what it's like to miss out on the summit, us included, Damo. You yeah. and I are social butterflies that won't get that two days of... What do you call it in chiropractic? Spazerinkdom or something? Spazerinkdom. Yeah, Spazerinkdom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was reflecting last night. You know, you had almost a sound, sound a
0: little bit down.
1: Just... No, <laughs> no, not at all. I was just, was just again reflective. Reflective. We're just reflecting last night, and I said, you know, normally at this time in the year, we're halfway through organising the wellness summit, mm. and we're looking at uh, how many bums we've got on seats and how much work we're going to do in order to get all those bums on seats and. You know, it's kind of a nice feeling to know that at this time of the year, that's not actually hanging over our head. So it's have a uh, little, have a little
0: rest. Of, rest of mm.
1: But it does mean that I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting uh, what happens next year and how we actually get this off the ground. So it's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, there'll be some, uh, um, there'll be a, a couple of very cool announcements coming up in uh, mid to late June. So watch out for that. Those longevity enthusiasts on one hundred not out. Damo, as always, thanks again for your wisdom. Thanks again for having your aha moments. In Switzerland and sharing them with us on 100 Not Out, um, you are a dead set legend for the way that you share so honestly.
1: <laughs> Thanks, mate. I hope I don't get into trouble. No. Well, um, but I think that you know, all it was it was just a, a more of an epiphany. It was questions, and I'd love for people to give us your feedback on this and jump onto Facebook, start conversations about this because um, it could actually, you know, if we get a groundswell with people asking the right questions. Uh, we could see some significant change.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. To find out more about The Great Man, go to damianchristoff.com. For myself, go to MarcusPierce.com.au. To check out, uh, as Damien said, Facebook, if you go to Facebook.com forward slash 100notout, spell it all out, let us know what you thought of this episode and you'll find the entire range of Wellness Couch podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com. Thanks again for your support and until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.